1: All right, good start to the second half for the Padres. You have just me tonight, Padres over the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park 8-3, behind four home runs, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto. Um, So a really good night for the Padres, and we do want to hear from you. As you make your way in, please subscribe and please smash that like button, and we do appreciate the Super Chats, especially as a solo show here tonight. You may be wondering where Jim is. Uh, He's at the Morgan Wallen concert, which is at Petco Park tonight. So that's where Jim is. It was a really interesting day. We're going to get into the Padres and the Phillies, obviously, um, throughout the course of the show. We do appreciate the Super Chats. Um, It's the only thing I'm really going to see in the chat, by and large, here tonight. So if you want to contribute, if you want to control the direction of the content, if you've got a question, if you want to talk trade deadline, which is 16 games away, um, you can click the dollar sign below the chat box. It is a great way to support the channel. Um, so it it was an interesting day because if you missed it on John and Jim, or if you're not following us on social media, or you haven't been on social media at any point, Jim tells me at the beginning of John and Jim today, Hey, I've got a huge announcement. I got a huge surprise for you today at 5 PM. So I'm thinking, well, that's weird. (laughs) What are you you talking about? And then he starts breaking out like his camera. And in, in the process of doing this, his fiance, Aaron is now at Fair Play in North Park. And it's like 5 PM and he's breaking out his camera. He's setting things up. In the process of him doing that, he knocks over a full glass of water directly across my laptop keyboard that I'm using right now. So, you know how it turns out? Well, um, somehow we salvaged the laptop. I mean, the entire glass, I'm talking about like 12 ounces of water, was on my laptop and on the keyboard. Now, we sprung immediately into action. Uh, shout out to Manny, our engineer at Fairplay, because he knew what to do. We flipped my computer upside down. Jim was freaking out, he was so flustered. This was before he asked me to be um, the officiant for his wedding. So this was like 60 seconds before he was trying to videotape um, himself asking me to be his officiant in his wedding. Um, so anyway, thankfully, the computer works. Um, I said yes to being the officiate, officiant for Jim and Aaron, despite the fact that he ruined my computer. And hopefully this computer works. He also said he would cover any costs if the computer stops working. But cross your fingers. So far, so Good. I got to get like ordained and take classes and spend money. And it takes out I'm like Jim, come on. I mean, I was hoping the huge surprise was going to be like, I don't know, kombucha or something. But um, no, seriously, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm Of course, I'm happy for him. I'm looking forward to doing it. So that's what you missed today. If you uh, missed us on John and Jim or at Fairplay or on social media, my computer somehow is working. Thank the Lord. I just bought it like 45 days ago or 60 days ago and um jim's at morgan wallen and i'm gonna officiate his wedding whatever that even means so now i gotta worry about that for the next 12 months all right um a couple of quick thoughts off the top and then i'm gonna get to the super so we do appreciate you hanging out tonight if you're here subscribe if you're here let people know you're here let's get some people in on a friday night a very good stretch continues for the padres out of the all star break they've won six of seven seven of nine they've pulled within three games of 500 and they're beginning to make some noise again from i think my seat i think jim feels the same way it's still cautious optimism because this team is under 500 this team is still on the outside looking in but this team has a path right now in philadelphia to make something out of the series where you're hoping you're doing nothing worse than splitting at this point after taking game one of a four game series and you have a very realistic path with blake snell um, pitching tomorrow to hopefully put yourself in position to win three or four games in the series. I think that goes a long way, folks. I really do. If, if they can take three out of four games in this series, I think it goes a long way. It gets the Padres off on the right foot. And all of a sudden um, the path is a little clearer for AJ Preller at the trade deadline. And it becomes a little more realistic, I would say for the Padres to, to dig out of the hole that they were in, which was eight games under 500, not that long ago, about a week and a half ago. And that includes, The all star game, but offensively, they've been better. I've been saying this. Um, We've been talking about it. Sometimes it goes a little bit under the radar, but since June 1st, this team has been a much better offense. You know, they have not been the most clutch hitting team in baseball, even over that stretch, but when they get out to a lead, they, you know, that's the way they've been winning. They don't often come from behind. They get out to a lead today. They get home runs from Fernando Tatis Jr., went 432 feet, I think. They get a home run from Monsoto, it goes 434 feet to left center field. They get a home run from Manny Machado. Tonight, Gary Sanchez started the scoring. You Darvish is really good, and especially in Philadelphia Citizens Bank Park hot night. Um, that lineup, it's a very good hitter's yard for him to go six innings and allow just one run. I think is a credit to him. the The only knock on tonight is having to use Josh Hader, especially with two games tomorrow, and knowing that yeah, you could turn to him again tomorrow. That's the second time in two days, but then you can't turn to him on Sunday. So that's on Luis Garcia. Um, you know, is that on Bob Melvin? We can get into that. It's eight one. Luis Garcia has, has to be able to get three outs and preserve an eight one, you know, win essentially. I mean, even if you give a run or two, even three, if you get the three outs, you can live with it. But there was an error from Soto. There were walks. It, I mean, he loaded the bases. The, the tying run was in the on deck circle. So you had to call upon Josh Hader who got the final two outs and the Padres do beat the Phillies tonight at citizens bank park, eight, two, three. So, Let's get to the super chats. Really appreciate you guys hanging out. Start of the second half. We'll be with you this weekend. We'll recap the series on Sunday night. Um, we'll be with you next week. By the way, we'll be in Las Vegas a little bit. Um, my wife will be there. I don't know if she realizes we're doing wrap-up shows, but the wrap-up show goes on from Las Vegas, Nevada, <laughs> as I look right at her um, as she's sitting on the couch directly <laughs> directly in front of me right now. Um, okay. Let's get to the super chats. Vector 53. Thank you so much for your support of this channel. Thank you for the super. He says, Should be a statement win, but tough day for Garcia. I mean, it is an understatement. I don't know how much longer Luis Garcia is going to be pitching in this bullpen, if I'm being honest. And, you know, you hate to see it because, you know, he pitched really well for this team at times a year ago. He's got a six ERA, essentially, at this point. He's had no consistency whatsoever. It's not like that ERA is based on one outing. Um, He has really struggled. And this bullpen, in general, I think has allowed runs in 14 consecutive games. They did get Steven Wilson back today. I think it's significant. They will get Robert Suarez soon. That's even more significant, potentially, if he pitches the way he pitched at times or basically for 90% or more of last year with the Padres. So, you know, Cosgrove a scoreless inning. Martinez a scoreless inning. Hayter a save his 22nd, lowering his ERA to 1.06. But is a problem. And the, you know, the soft part of this bullpen is really soft. And I think – Hopefully that's been alleviated by getting Steven Wilson and hopefully in the future getting Robert Suarez back. But it's a concern. I mean, this team, considering the offense has been better and considering considering the starting pitching should have picked up more wins from June 1st on. But they've blown some leads because of the leakiness, so to speak, of this bullpen. So Garcia, not good. Using Hater, not good. It just wasn't using Hater. Tonight was not a good start to the second half. You could not do that every week in the second half. You can't use Josh Hader when you shouldn't be using Josh Hader. Okay? So you'll take it because you win. I don't think it's a reason for panic or let's all scream at each other here tonight because Josh Hader was used after not pitching since the All-Star game and throwing five pitches. And, you know, his workload hasn't been overly significant this year, but they've increased it here with three times in three days about a week ago, then the All-Star game, and then tonight. So it's something to keep an eye on, certainly in the second half jd gaucho thank you for your super chat thank you guys for hanging out on this friday night whether you're here live or on replay thank you for the super chats if you want to support the channel if you want to weigh in if you want to comment if you want to control the direction of the conversation if you have a question if you want to talk about the deadline you can click the dollar sign below the chat box if you're here on replay we appreciate the super thanks as well um jd gotcha wants to know if jim made it to the concert on time jim was very flustered for this concert initially they were going to go right from fair play to petco park but they couldn't because they both ubered to fair play so jim had his laptop i offered to take his laptop back to my place that for whatever reason was shot down it made no sense um he should have just given me his laptop i have no clue what was going on in his head so they ubered then back to his place and then they ubered down to petco he made it on time because i don't think morgan Wallen went on to like eight something and you know we were off the air at six so and we weren't far from you know, where he lives or Petco Park. So I'm presuming he made it on time, although he didn't make it as early as they had probably initially planned to make it. So thank you, J.D. Goucher. Spencer Raymer, thank you for your membership and thank you for your super. By the way, if you are here and you are a super and you want to gift memberships, like our buddy, I think it was Brouhaha, did on back-to-back shows, gifting 10 memberships, I don't know how to do it, but there's a way to do it. So if you want to gift memberships and if you're feeling generous, generous, excuse me, you can find a way to, Gifts and memberships. If you want to become a member, click join down below. You get the always popular Jim sucks emoji, especially on a day where he spills water on my laptop keyboard, or the gym is an idiot emoji. And it's not just me saying it. It was Aaron, his fiance, saying that earlier today when she watched him literally spill water directly across my keyboard. All supers today do go to my future laptop, by the way, if this thing fizzles out at some point in the next 90 days. Um, Spencer, thank you. Says, great game tonight to continue the momentum. Also, trade deadline name to think about. Lars Newtbar could be worth a shout. Um, listen, as the trade deadline approaches, and you know we're only, what, just over two weeks away, we'll do trade deadline special shows. We've touched on it already over the All-Star break, and we'll be doing it, obviously, with regularity. bar, because he's on St. Louis – and has had a decent year, and Saint Louis has already said, "Hey, listen, we're going to be selling off pieces." Um, you know, is something that you at least kick the tires on the idea of looking over towards Saint Louis and say, "You know, what do you have available?" Here's an outfielder that's had a you know a nice year um, with an OPS plus you know just over one hundred. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, he's put together a solid year. It wouldn't cost you a ton. I don't know how long he's controllable. He's not a free agent until twenty twenty eight. So he might get a return because of that, but that's that's a name that I'm glad you mentioned, Spencer. And I do think Saint Louis will be active. I don't think they're stupid. Um, it's been a long time since Saint Louis has had a year like this, or since Saint Louis has finished in the last place. It's been forever um, since they've had a bad year in their division. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. There's going to be a lot of buyers. It'll be a seller's market. Um, so th- there's still time for San Diego to hone their plans for the deadline. I think they're leaning. You know, I think all. All indicators are they're going to buy before they sell, and there's a zillion reasons why. I mean, Preller and Seidler, uh, this fan base strong over three million fans this year, expectations. But again, you're not going to chase something down that's not realistic. If this team doesn't play well over the next 16 games and goes 6 and 10, I don't think they chase it down. And I don't know their level of selling, but I think if this team goes 10 and 6, or 11 and 5, or even 9 and 7, and is like a game or two over or a game or two under, I think they buy because they recognize that they've got a team that certainly can play well in a series. And that you might say, well, that's kind of funny because they're not playing well in series this year, but in a short series with Musgrove, Darvish Snell hater in the back end, we'll see about Suarez with the star power they have where any one of those bats can carry you for a game or a series or a week. I think you like your chances if you get in, but they got to get in as we've talked about all year long. And we're 91 games in. And if the season ended, they're nowhere close to the postseason right now. and, you know we're approaching the 100 game mark of the season and this is just a critically important series and a critically important 10 game road trip. Let's just be honest. I mean it just is it won't make everything out of your season but it can break your season if you go 3 and 7 and by getting off on the right foot and winning tonight um hopefully you're avoiding that worst case scenario where you go 3 and 7 and hopefully worst case is more like 5 and 5 and hopefully best case is more like 8 and 2 or 7 and 3 and we'll see how this plays out but that that Nine-and-one stretch we've asked for. Maybe they're in it. They're six-and-one in their last seven games. Jared, thank you for your membership. Thank you for your super chat. Uh, Jared says, offense looks solid. Keep it up. I agree with you. I mean, tonight more than solid. I mean, Philadelphia in the summer is, is a hitter's haven at Citizens Bank Park. And, you know, we saw it. The ball flew. Machado nearly hit two home runs in this game. Xander Bogarts off the quarter zone shot. Had a couple of hits in this game. Gary Sanchez, a line drive. Home run, Um, you look up and down the lineup. Everyone in this game had a base hit in the starting lineup. I think that's right. Um, From Trent Grisham, had a couple of hits, batting ninth to Brandon Dixon with an RBI here tonight. To Gary Sanchez, a solo home run. To Jake Cronenworth going one for four. Mentioned Bogarts, Machado, the solo home run. Juan Soto um, hit a line drive as hard as you can hit a ball, essentially, what, 111 or something? A 434-foot line drive is not easy to do a ball that was like literally hit on a line. Um, Tatis, if you didn't see him pimp it, find it. It was a great, as uh, good of a kind of a pimp job done by Tatis. Um, and that's saying something among his 98 career home runs. If he gets to, by the way, if he hits homers, if he hits two homers in his next two games or less, he will be the second fastest player to 100 career home runs in baseball history. Trailing just Ryan Howard when he did it with the Phillies. By the way, I think the third fastest player in baseball history right now is Gary Sanchez, his teammate remarkably Um, Hassan Kim tonight, by the way, one for five with an RBI as well. So all kinds of power in this game, four home runs, three doubles, seven extra extra base hits um, four for 10 with men in scoring position. I mean, a perfect night, a perfect night for the offense, not in the ninth inning for Luis Garcia and Bob Melvin and Josh Hader and Ruben the That was not perfect. It was not, but for the offense, I mean, come on eight runs every single night. You'll take it. Obviously. All right, we're going to continue on here with the Super Chats following the Padres' 8-3 win over the Phillies tonight in Philadelphia. Padres started the day, I believe, six games behind the Phillies, um, at least six games back in the loss column, and now five games back in the loss column if they can take three out of four. Again, it would go a very long way, although you really don't want to get ahead of yourself even after one game. And tomorrow's interesting with two games. I mean, big swings tomorrow, um, huge swings potentially. I mean, oftentimes doubleheaders are split, but – The team that wins game one will have a huge opportunity obviously tomorrow to potentially sweep a double header and, um, and, you know, create a momentum situation into Sunday potentially. Uh, Zach, thank you for your super. He says, give Pedro Avila another look Garcia." thanks, but peace. Yeah. I mean, it's just not good enough and you're going to have to play really good baseball and you can't afford to throw a game or two away in the second half because Luis Garcia is not up to snuff, unfortunately right now. So I agree with you. Um, Again, you're getting healthier in the back end with Wilson and Suarez, which will then, you know, squeeze someone potentially like Luis Garcia. I don't know what his future looks like with the Padres in 2023. I just know he's really struggled. And you hate to say it and see it, um, but it's a business of performance. And when you don't perform for as long as he hasn't performed, you have to wonder how much longer he's going to be on this major league roster. So, yeah, you got to look internally, you need to look externally. I think you do that with the deadline coming. In just over two weeks, again, Suarez, I think will have something to say about you know the the bullpen dynamic as well. Um, so I think it's a really good point, Zach. And it's 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 inexcusable to lose a game because of Luis Garcia, considering we have seen with our own two eyes that it's very possible to lose a game with Luis Garcia. So I don't want to see him pitching in close games. That was not the case, obviously today. Very low leverage. Still didn't make the most of it. Um, and we'll see the next time we see him if we see him. Another time with the Padres. The Beef, thank you for your membership and thank you for the Super. He says Garcia needs to go. Great game, but he is straight quad A. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, it's like we're kind of preaching to the choir here. I I agree with the criticism of Luis Garcia. I also completely understand trying to hide him in that ninth inning with an 8-1 lead. I would have done the exact same thing. You're trying to get three outs and you don't have to be near perfect. He could have allowed a two-run home run in that inning. And gotten three outs and everything would have been fine. Everything would have been completely fine. He's got a 155 whip, which is crazy high for a reliever. Um, you know, listen, I thought a year ago he was highly effective and he made 64 appearances, and he was very effective by and large. It was not, you know, the best year for a reliever, but he was effective. And I think the year before St. Louis, he was effective, but he's been ineffective this year. And I don't know the reasons or the circumstances, but I do know the Padres are trying to, you know, draw to an inside straight right now to get into the postseason, which means they got to be better with their bullpen. And allowing runs in 14 consecutive games with your bullpen is not something that you would hope to see for a team heading down the backstretch of their season and needing to make up ground as well. Murray, thank you, Murray. Thank you so much for the super chat. Thank you guys for hanging out. Please subscribe if you are here. Uh, please let others know that you are here right now. I'd love to have. Some Padres fans, uh, in addition to those that are here right now, join us in the chat, so let people know on social media. And uh, let's get some people here, whether it's live or on replay. Uh, Murray says that the elephant in the room is Mel uses too many pitchers. Well, I don't think it's the elephant in the room because we have discussed ad nauseum and at length about Bob Melvin's bullpen usage throughout his two years in San Diego, and I think even more so here with the struggles – of twenty twenty-three. I don't really know what else um, you know, you're asking of Bob Melvin here tonight. I mean, he's actually the guy that sticks with the starters longer than most want him to stick with starters. At least that was the MO in Oakland in 2021. And then in San Diego in 2022. I mean, you Darvish went six innings today. And then Cosgrove and Martinez each went in an inning. I don't think you're pitching anyone more than an inning because what's the reason? I think by by pitching someone like Tom Cosgrove just an inning as opposed to two, you keep them alive uh, and available for tomorrow, and you've got a doubleheader tomorrow. You pitch someone two innings today, and now all of a sudden they're down on a day where you're playing 18 innings. You don't want anyone down on a day you're playing 18 innings. I think the goal tonight was three relievers. He used four, not because of his choice, but because Luis Garcia's ineffectiveness. But here's what I do know is that, yeah, you got Snell and Weathers, tomorrow and Snell's been as good as anyone in the National League now for two months but even if he you know isn't capable of giving you six innings I think if Blake Snell goes five innings and Ryan Weathers goes four innings you're okay because you're coming out of the all-star break and everyone is available and you're adding one player to your active roster tomorrow because you can add that 27th player so I think they'll be okay in their bullpen tomorrow even if their starters don't give them the length that you would hope to get in a doubleheader because you're coming off an all-star break, so four days off, and then you have Monday off before you go to Toronto as well. And by not using anyone for multiple innings today, you've kept them all available uh, to pitch tomorrow. And I think we'll see Tom Cosgrove tomorrow. I think we'll see um, Luis Garcia potentially tomorrow. I mean, I, I was going to say Nick Martinez. We'll see about Luis Garcia if he's on this roster tomorrow. But I wouldn't be if Luis Garcia is on this roster tomorrow, you will see him pitch in one of those two games. I'd be surprised if we didn't see Luis Garcia tomorrow if he's on the roster. But you could also argue that you might be surprised if Luis Garcia is on the roster tomorrow. So that'll be an interesting dynamic to follow over the next, well, it's not even 24 hours because the Padres are playing a split doubleheader tomorrow with game one at 10.05. And when is game two? Tomorrow game two scheduled for 4.05, so 7.05 Eastern. So 105, 7.05 split doubleheader in philadelphia if you're wondering why so am i it's one of two split doubleheaders scheduled to begin the season um i don't understand the reasoning as to why i'm sure there is though a reasoning as to why uh if you know it you can put it in the chat or in the super i haven't even looked at the chat i've only been looking at the supers here tonight let me get to uh jeffrey jackson jeffrey thank you for your super chat thank you for hanging out appreciate your support of our work he says if the podgers are buyers i think a starting pitcher is the move and lugo to the bullpen fixes two needs with one move. I think it's an excellent observation. It's something we've been talking about here throughout the month of July. You know, I think their starting pitching has been outstanding, but I also recognize that Seth Lugo and Michael Waka can hit inning restrictions in the second half of the year. We've already seen Waka miss time, and we'll see if he's activated in Toronto, but I think they need starting pitching. Um, In various parts of the last three seasons, they have had their season essentially end because of a lack of starting pitching. 2020, because they didn't have Lamette and they didn't have Clevenger for the postseason. 2021, because they just ran out of starting pitching. Everyone got hurt. Snell Darvish, they're pitching Jake Arietta in the second half. The wheels completely fall off. Now, a year ago, I thought the starting pitching held up pretty well until you're pitching Shawmaniah and Mike Clevenger in the postseason against Philadelphia and the NLCS. Yeah, so, Every team can use an additional starter, even the very best teams, because the deeper you get into the postseason, you know, the more pitching is at such a premium. It's at such a premium. And all you have to do is look at last year's National League Championship Series. So, you know, I I think they look at starting pitcher. I really do, assuming they're buying. And I don't think it's going to be a front-end piece. I think it'll be probably a mid-tier to back-end piece. You know, I I still would be surprised if they are like, High-end buyers at the deadline. I think they can be buyers at the deadline, and I think they can be looking, you know, at their bullpen. I think they can look at the back of their rotation. I think they can look at DH. I think they can look at outfield. I think they can look at various areas. But you know, I think a year after acquiring Juan Soto, I, I don't think that they acquire Shohei Otani at the deadline, a rental. i you know, I mean, not nothing's impossible because you have AJ Preller, but just certain things seem overly improbable. The way they have you know, treated the trade deadline the last couple of years. And you think they're kind of in a point where they want to have a guy like Jackson Merrill graduate through the system, a guy like Ethan Salas graduate through the system, you know, young pitching prospects, Robbie Snelling, Dylan Lesko, right? You you think you're at some point on your 26 man active roster, you're going to need four or five players that have come up through your system that are controllable for five or six years, as opposed to, acquiring talent at deadlines and then spending to keep them in the off season, maybe when they become free agents or just looking at free agency in general and the Padres payroll is problematic moving forward because it's hard to envision. They're really adding to it in 2024 and much of it is already tied up for 2024 with some of these long-term commitments. So I think they need to get younger at some point. I think they need to develop at some point. And I think they need to chase this down if they're playing good baseball as well. I think they will add, um whether it's you know a seventh or eighth inning guy if they think they need that because they don't know about Suarez or they don't know about Wilson if they think they need a DH which they do obviously post-cruise the way Carpenter has performed um can they upgrade a catcher I don't know Gary Sanchez has played well um can they upgrade in center because of Trent Grisham struggles I don't know if they plan on doing that or not you know Grisham has had some moments here as well so it'll be fascinating to watch um it's a very exciting time of the year I think it's when a lot of Padres fans and baseball fans in general. I think it's, it's the time of year you're always clamoring for news. And after you get through the trade deadline, then it's that sprint to the finish line, and then you hope that whatever moves you make at the deadline puts you in a position to get into the postseason. And, you know, if they do it, it's quite an accomplishment considering they were eight games under. And if they don't, it's quite a disappointment because we thought this team could win 100 games um, or close to here in 2023. All right, let's continue with the Supers. Really do appreciate them. Thanks for hanging out. If you're here, get some more people in the chat. Padres over the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park tonight, 8-3. John Schaefer with you. Please subscribe if you are here. We just went over 5,000 subscribers. I want to say about two weeks ago, maybe to start July. would love to go over 5,100 subscribers with your help. So please subscribe. Please smash the like button. You can follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, and I do appreciate the Super Chats. It's a great way to support our work. It is a great way to control the direction of the show, and if you have a question, you can get that in as well by clicking the dollar sign below the chat box. Enzo wants to know if it's still seven innings for doubleheaders. It is not. Um, It is not, correct? No, split doubleheaders are not seven-inning games. Uh, there are no seven-inning doubleheaders. I, I don't know if they continued them in 2021 or not, but I want to say they eliminated those eliminated those in 2022, so unless I'm crazy, um, there are no seven-inning doubleheaders remaining anymore in baseball, and the only place you'll find seven-inning doubleheaders in professional baseball would be in the minor leagues, to the best of my knowledge. Yes, they used them um, during the pandemic, and I think to some extent it made a lot of sense considering the circumstances that surrounded that, but... I mean, no, there's no way it's seven innings. because There's only two scheduled doubleheaders in baseball this year. There's no way you'd have the other 26 teams play, you know, 162 games at nine innings. And then you'd have four teams play 160 games at nine innings and two games at seven innings. No, these are nine-inning games tomorrow in Philadelphia. But excellent question. It had me kind of thinking about it, whether that's happening um, tomorrow as well. All right, let's take a, a moment and thank our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, because we're unable to do this without – Everyone here in the chat tonight and everyone watching on replay, we cannot do it without you guys. Seriously, cannot do this without your support. And we cannot do it without the support of our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He has been with us on the channel literally since day one. He's an amazing insurance agent. I know it because I have three different policies with him. I just picked up a life insurance policy probably six months ago. I have a homeowner's insurance policy that Mark saved us thousands of dollars with because we had a flood in my home in 2022. And I have an earthquake insurance policy because we live, obviously, in Southern California. So you can get a quote online by clicking the link in the description down below. And when we had the claim here in 2022, it was was a nerve-wracking time. I mean, it was overwhelming. You might recall I was doing like wrap-up shows on the road because I had to leave my house for two weeks while they fixed the flooring and fixed the leak and fixed the flood. And Mark made it simple and easy. He took care of everything. He took care of everything for us. It would have been a really, really difficult time if not for Mark. So not only is he going to save you money, he can save you $750 or more just by switching your insurance. He's off the the top going to save you money, but he's a great insurance agent. And you can take that from me. Like in all honesty, he has been amazing to me and my family. And if you're looking for Any type of policy, new or renewal, you got to get in contact with Mark. It's as simple as that. He'll talk to you about the Padres. He loves the Padres. He's a native San Diegan. He's a lifelong Padres fan. He texts with me nearly every day about the Padres. So he'll talk to you about the Padres and he'll save you money on your insurance and you'll support our channel and our work. So we really do appreciate it. Click the link in the description down below, free quotes online or by calling Mark. He's back in the office on Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. So if you support our channel, please support our title sponsor on the wrap-up show. That would be Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. All right, guys. If you are here, if you're wondering where Jim is, he is at the Morgan Wallen concert at Petco Park. So um, he is at Petco, where the Padres obviously aren't, because they're in Philadelphia. And uh, it's a solo one-man band show tonight. So if you want to make sure I see your comment, we do appreciate the super chats. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you want to become a member tonight, you can click join. And thank you for subscribing. And thank you for hanging out so let me get back to the supers like this one from Matthew Matthew thank you so much for your support of our channel he says Bellinger in left Soto to DH fixes defense offense Bellinger has been mentioned Justin Turner's been mentioned on this channel for parts of the last I'd say week guys would you say we talked about it maybe Sunday again Tuesday we did kind of a trade deadline all-star break show and then again Matthew thank you for bringing it up You know, Bellinger is an interesting case for a couple of reasons. He's still owed a lot of money, even though it's a one-year deal, seventeen and a half million dollars. So you say, well, you know, just one third of the season, it's you know six million, maybe a touch more, depending on when you grab him, or maybe a touch less. That's a pretty sizable um, addition for a team that's already spending the way the Padres are. Is it doable? It may very well be. It's not a twenty million dollar addition, but six-ish million dollar addition. He's had a nice year. But I don't think you're moving Soto out of the field. You know, I I really don't see that. Um, Is he a liability? Yeah, absolutely. He's a complete liability in left field. I think he's got to play in the field. Um, I think for him to be, you know, fully engaged, I think he's got to play in the field. I don't think you make the trade you made to just DH a 24-year-old. I don't think a 24-year-old DH is. That's that's of Juan Soto's caliber. Um, So I think Soto's in left. I think Tatis could be in right or center because I think he's a brilliant defensive player. Um, and of course, Bellinger is a really good defensive outfielder as well. So I I think Bellinger can, can provide you upgrades like in center field, but I don't think you're taking Soto off the field. Now, of course, yeah, you can give him a blow. I mean, he could sit once a week, um, maybe a little more than that. I mean, if you want it to be what, three out of every 14 games, I, I think beyond that, I'd be very surprised if Juan Soto's not playing in the field. Um, not every fielder is a brilliant defender, and the Padres are, I think, as good of a defensive team as there is in baseball in terms of defensive runs saved this year. Maybe that's because of Hassan Kim and Fernando Tatis Jr. But it's a really good defensive team, um, and I don't lose sleep because they don't have nine goal lovers in the field. I can live with Soto's bat and his ability to get on base, even though, you know, Padres fans, myself at times, we've been critical of Juan Soto. End of the day, you look up, on Soto, and let me do it right now with his home run here today. And you know, Soto's got a 905 OPS, which is best on the team, higher than Fernando Tatis Jr., obviously higher than the Machados and the Bogarts. Um, I mean, a 905 OPS, and I don't have it in front of me, someone can put it in the chat, is probably a top 10 OPS in the National League right now. And you might say, well, he walks a lot. He's not impacting a game. Well, then that's on Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis Jr. to get him in. Because Juan Soto's doing his job, moving the lines, moving the line. And you could say you want more offensive production from him, and that's fine. That is fine. Um, I'm not saying everything's been perfect with Juan Soto, but I, I said this the other day on John and Jim. His career OPS plus is 157. I think his OPS plus this year is either 153 or 154. This is who Juan Soto is. If you were expecting a different player, that's not who he's been. Has he had better years at times with Washington? Yeah, it was also a great hitter's yard. You know, he's hit it, you know, he's hit against National League East teams, but he's hitting some of the best hitter's yards in baseball. Washington, Philadelphia, Atlanta. So that's a factor. Um, and to pretend like it's not a factor, I think is disingenuous, even with some of the game's great hitters. Petco is not a good hitter's yard. Simple as that. You know, Saris wrote about it today. Batter's eye is a nightmare for whatever reason at Petco Park, and it's an issue. So I don't know how to rectify it, but and I'm not trying to make excuses for Juan Soto, but at the end of the day, he's their best hitter. He's their best hitter, and I think he's going to play because they need him engaged. Jake, thank you so much for your support with the Super Sticker. Now, I know you guys can see it on YouTube. We can't see it right here on the wrap-up show. I apologize. There's like something in my eye um, with the uh, the software that we use. But thank you, Jake. Really do appreciate that. Super chats, super stickers, super thanks. If you're here on replay, we really do appreciate those. It is a great way to support our work. It is awesome to have another Jake with us here tonight in the chat. Our longtime loyal viewer and member, Jake, thank you for hanging out. He says, hey, everyone, first congrats, John, on the wedding stuff. Well, I'm not the one getting married, as you know, Jake. That'll be Jim and Aaron. I will officiate it, whatever that even means, which means I'll get ordained, whatever that even means, which means I'm going to write a check for $150, whatever that means. Um, But thank you. And he says, second go Padres, finally looking good. Most importantly, I'm begging all of you to go see the movie Sound of Freedom. Um, God's children are not for sale. Okay, I don't know anything about it, Jake. Uh, First, I'm hearing of it. So there's a little bit of a plug from Jake. But listen, the Padres over the last 10 games, it's encouraging. Does it make a season? Of course not. But what we've seen where they've gone 7-2 and since the nightmare in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati is encouraging. You know, is this going to prove to be a different team? Have they figured something out? Um, Are they gelling? Are they just performing? Are they overly due? I don't know. Whatever it is is whatever it is. And I don't even need to dissect it. All I care about is whether this team is consistently winning or not. And right now they are. And if they can do it for another couple of weeks, they'll put themselves in prime position to be a legitimate buyer at the deadline. So that's the onus right now. Win and do so in a little bit of an interesting road trip where you're playing four games in Philly, including a doubleheader, three games in Toronto where you never play, three games in Detroit where you never play. So let's see how they navigate this trip. Can they get six wins? Can they get seven wins? And if they do, you know, potentially they're turning, haven't turned, but they're turning potentially their season around. But Jake, thank you again for that very generous super. And thank you, Robert, for your membership and your super chat as well. And he says, yo, John, Copa hats are fire Darvish was great. Thanks. I'm trying to think of the Copa hats that oh, are you talking about the minor league Copa hats? Robert, just comment. You don't have to do it with a super. Are you talking about those minor league caps that we talked about the other night, Robert? But thank you for um for the super chat. I thought Darvish was really good. Now we watched this entire game when I was on the air because we were at fair play in North Park. And, you know, Darvish threw it well. When you look at that Phillies lineup, which is legitimate, especially at home, you know, Schwarber took him deep last year. Trey Turner a struggled, but a Trey Turner, Nick Castellanos, Harper, Real Muto. I mean, boom, Stott, Like this is a, we saw it all last October, you know? And Robert follows up by saying "Yeah, the minor league hats. There's some amazing minor league hats, whether it's the Copa hats, which are for like Hispanic heritage nights or just the alternate caps for some of these teams or just the logos in general. You know, I'm the biggest proponent of minor league baseball. You're going to find, I worked 15 years somehow in the minor leagues. There's probably a few too many years um but some of the great names in my opinion in sport are minor league team names and I kind of I kind of dig it you know I wish more professional teams in the big four even in soccer went, you know with some originality I mean it doesn't hurt right it doesn't hurt to have a unique name from time to time but yeah I thought Darvish was really good especially against that lineup especially coming off the flu especially coming off the all-star break especially in Philadelphia and especially against that lineup so You know, six innings, five hits, one run, nine strikeouts, two walks, five strikeouts, I think, in the first two innings. Um, Sixth one of the year. Can't ask for more than that. Absolutely cannot ask. What is this? (laughs) What? If you get us a copyright infringement. Let's go. I might just mute Jim. He's... I've muted him because he's at a concert and I don't want a copyright infringement. Let's get some, um, I don't know, like music emojis in the chat for Jim. He doesn't even know he's muted. He has no clue. He has absolutely no clue. Do you know I've muted you? (laughs) He's just so happy my computer works after he spilled water on it today. So that is Jim Russell live. Ah! There he goes um jim russell okay (laughs) what happened (laughs) drunk jim what happened wow if he gets us a copyright infringement i'm literally gonna kill him you can't spill water on my laptop ask me to officiate your wedding and get a copyright infringement on youtube all in the same day like at some point enough is enough all right let's get back to some of these super chats i have no idea what's happening either padres over the phillies tonight eight three at citizens bank park in philadelphia um, all right, let's get to this from J.D. Gacho. Thank you, J.D. As always, for hanging out with us. He says, Padres. Okay, so J.D. Gacho is a, a staunch UCSB supporter. He says, Padres have drafted UCSB players three years in a row. Um, I don't know if I can say this. Marcos Castanon in 2021. Nick Vote 2022. Sam Whiting in 2023. Preller is now an honorary Gacho. I like that. That is very good insight. That's a nice little tidbit, a game note, if you will. If they ever are all in the big leagues at the same time, uh JD Gacho, you're gonna you're gonna be hearing about that. That'll be in the notes. If all three of those guys can be in the big leagues at the same time, whether it's with the Padres or not, that's a pretty neat note. Um, I did not realize that. Padres, of course, just completed their draft whenever it was a week or so ago. But thank you for that tidbit. Do appreciate it. Let's get to our buddy that one homies garage. What's up, man? Good to have you uh in the chat as always. Nice to have met you uh, earlier this summer as well. Thanks for hanging out. Uh he says Manny and Tatis can carry us. I legit don't see the join button. To become a member, okay. I want to say you may have to be on laptop or desktop. I'm not sure if it's on mobile. Could someone check on that? If you're on mobile, do you see join? And if you're on laptop or tablet or um, desktop, do you see join? I know you can't do it off like a you can't do it off a smart TV. I don't think, but you can do it. I I thought you could do it off mobile, or I figured they'd make it available off mobile. I don't think you could like a year or so ago. So maybe it's not available on mobile, but you can do it from like a laptop. And there's a join button, and then you get the custom emojis, you get the badges. Um, So if you're on phone, that might be the reason why. That might be the reason why. Uh, In terms of Manny and Tatis and their ability to carry the Padres, yes, the adage is true. As Manny goes, the Padres go. We've seen it time and time again. Who's had the best July in baseball? Manny Machado. Who's the best team in baseball in July? The San Diego Padres at seven and two. So now is it overly simplifying it? Of course it is. Do you need good pitching? Yes. Do you need good relief pitching? Of course. Do you need help? Yeah. But it seems like Manny has sway. It's like they follow his energy. And when he's really trending positively, he can carry a team with him. It's a very good trait. The issue is when he's not playing well, seemingly he takes his team with him in that direction as well. Not the best trait in the world, but if you can play well and get your team to play behind you and have your back, that's a good trait, and that is a sign of a leader. And we have Kevin Acey on the radio today, and I agree with him. I mean, Manny carried the Padres in 2020 and 2022. He carried them. He's capable of doing it again in 2023. I love Fernando Tatis Jr. as much as anyone, but I'd still be the first to say that I'd prefer Machado have the monster second half over Tatis because for whatever reason – The team follows his lead, in my opinion, more than they follow like Tatis. Tatis can put up massive numbers, and it doesn't for me, and we'd have to look this up. This is anecdotal. It doesn't seem like it impacts wins and losses as much for whatever reason than when Manny Machado was playing well. But the overall point is spot on, which is Manny and Tatis can absolutely carry the Padres in the second half, and it's a good start for both of them here tonight. Um, I do want to remind you, as always, again about our title sponsors and our sponsors in general here on the wrap up show. We told you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz. I want to tell you about our friends over at aura and their co-founder, Will, who is a huge Padres fan and a lifelong native San Diegan. And this company aura has offices right here in Liberty station. And it's a plant-based nutritional company, all their products, all their supplements are plant-based every single one of them, the probiotic, which I love. I absolutely love it. I've taken it for um, over a year, every single day. And it's a great product for digestion and mental clarity and heart health, by the way. So you should be taking a probiotic. And Aura has an amazing probiotic. I've taken probiotics for 10 years. And Aura is the best probiotic I've ever taken. So if you take them, get them through Aura. They've got pre-workout supplements. They have proteins for after workouts. They have omega-3 oils. If you take fish oils, get your fish oil in the form of an omega-3 oil from Aura, again, plant-based. They have sleep pills and immunity pills. So literally something for everyone. ORA.organic, long time partner here, 18 months at least on the wrap up show, big believers and supporters of our channel like Mark Nimitz. If you support our work, please support our local partners. Okay. A local partner that's doing business with us. We can't do this channel without your support. And we can't do this channel without your support of our marketing partners like Aura. So ORA.organic or click the link in the description down below. They've got a 20% off going on right now with any subscription. That's like picking up the probiotic and have it um, automatically shipped to you every single month, which is what I have right now. I've got that going on right now with Aura. I've got sleep pills. I have immunity pills. I got a million things for more. So again, if you're looking to get healthier yourself, your spouse, your family, your friends, this is the way to do it. And it's a great way to support the channel as well. ORA.organic. Again, ORA.organic. All right, guys, so John Schaefer with you. Yeah, well, it's a plant-based omega-3 oil, so technically it's not a fish oil, but it's a plant-based omega-3 oil with the exact same health benefits because I've talked to Will about this, Rich. So thank you, and if you're taking a fish oil, take the omega-3 from uh, our friends over at Aura by clicking that link in the description down below. Again, if you're here, thank you. Please subscribe. Appreciate you smashing the like button. Appreciate the supers. We're about to get back to them. So if you want to make sure I get your super here tonight, now's a perfect time to get it in. We're talking about the Padres win over the Phillies. We're looking ahead to two and a half weeks from now. Trade deadline. We're talking about this 10-game road trip. Um, I thought there were interesting. Was it in Kevin Acy's 3,000-word article today um, where Bob Melvin was quoted about saying, I don't know if it was in that article or not, but he basically said, listen, you know, I haven't been perfect either. I and I don't know where I saw it, but something along the lines of, you know, um I take blame for our first handful of weeks where you know, I I didn't think I was aggressive as as I should have been and I was kind of waiting for those big hits and waiting for those home runs that didn't really come and that's why I've kind of started base runners more over the last couple of months and you know, it, it's tougher to sleep when you don't pull the right, you know, levers maybe late in game. So Bob Melvin, you know, taking some accountability and and ownership of the situation, um, A.J. Preller, Peter Seiler, neither doubling down on Bob Melvin returning in 2024 for whatever that's worth, at least over parts of the last couple of weeks. But um, it's hard for me to be critical of Bob Melvin tonight and throwing Luis Garcia, knowing that I got two games tomorrow and I'm not trying to use anyone for multiple innings and there's no way in hell I'm trying to use Josh Hader, but he had to use Josh Hader. What are you going to do? You, you can't get cute. Once it's A through with the bases loaded, you can't get cute. You got to do what you have to do to win the game. And that's what they did. And you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow because today's about winning and yeah, it's not ideal to use hater and you can't do that every week in the second half of the season. It will absolutely burn you, but to use them in a win is a lot better than using them in a loss or not using them at all in a loss. That's for sure. Um, Alejandro. Thank you so much. He says, great start to the second half. Also shout out to the Tijuana little league world series team. Yes, I saw that. That is a really great, spectacular story. I don't know their history, in terms of representing Mexico in the Little League World Series in uh, Williamsport or not, Alejandro, if you do, you don't have to follow up with the super, but you can put it in the chat if you have any more information. I just saw the headline. I don't know more than that. I think it's great for Baja California. I think it's great for San Diego. I think it's a. I think it's a great story. Um, you know, I love the passion. By the way, on both sides of the border, we see um, in the analytics that I get on YouTube, which I can look at literally every single day. We understand how many people watch in Mexico and how um, impactful the Padres have been in Mexico. And I think a lot of that's in Tijuana and Baja, California. So that's super cool. Um, I really kind of love that about this franchise. Um, I love that about the city of San Diego, how uh, special and unique and cultural um, it is. So I think it's a great story Um, and we'll be rooting for them in the little league world series. Whenever that starts, I haven't, I haven't followed it. I really haven't followed in a long, long time, but grew up in Pennsylvania. It is special Williamsport. Um, it really is. It's, um, it is a unique event. It, it is a really unique, unique event. Um, all right. I'm trying to think, uh, and thank you again, Alejandro for the, for the super, what else have I missed guys? What have we missed here tonight? By the way, great seeing everyone today at fair play. Love seeing everyone um the swung by fair play great seeing people that we've never seen before great seeing those that have stopped by previously um we love hanging out with our viewers and our listeners so every friday when the team's on the road fair play north park join us three to six every friday when the team's at home you can join us from the blind borough right at petco park 7th and J. um so we'll see you next week at fair play because the padres will be in where will they be friday detroit and then the following week they'll finally be back home after, you know, All-Star break, 10-game trip. It's like they go, what, 16, 17 days between home games at Petco Park. Um, Trying to think what else is going on. I saw the – was it Ken Rosenthal who wrote in The Athletic about, you know, you can never count on A.J. Preller and, you know, Jackson Merrill, you know, be aware that if the Padres are in at the deadline, you know, you could be potentially moved for Shohei Otani. I'm like – Calm down. It's it's way too early to say anything like that. That AJ Preller has his eyes on the Angels Shohei Ohtani and the way he's going to do that to you know lure him is with Jackson Merrill. I mean, hold on, come on. Listen, it's one thing for the Padres to have interest in Shohei Ohtani, and we can have that conversation. And there's no reason to think that they won't be in on Shohei Ohtani in the offseason. That doesn't mean they land them. There could be 20 teams in on Shohei Otani, but it's AJ Preller and Peter Siler. So yeah, I'm sure they'll at least entertain the idea at the very least, but there's a big difference between looking at Otani in the off season and looking at Otani at the deadline, because if you acquire him in the offseason, it costs you no capital. And if you acquire him at the deadline, you don't even know if it's going to be a rental or not, or if he's going to stick around. Now, would you rent Shohei Otani? Yeah. It could be the difference between winning and losing world series or, getting to the postseason or not getting to the postseason. I just would be shocked if a 500 team traded for Shohei Otani and went deep into that system again and moved Jackson Merrill and Ethan Salles. Not to say that I'd be opposed to it. I mean, a Shohei Otani is worth a lot. And Shohei Otani can, I mean, it would be as significant of a trade as we've seen in modern baseball history, just like Juan Soto, even if it is a rental, because this guy is like, you know, a one-of-one unicorn, obviously, having another MVP career Ruthian-type season. It's just hard for me to see it. And that's a little bit based on the way the team has played at 44 and 47. I mean, if this team was like 60 and 30 and everything was going right and the Angels were 10 games under 500 and the Padres, you know, had the trade pieces that they traded away for Juan Soto still in their system, I think it's a lot more you know, legitimate at that point, but I don't know, just because the Padres have AJ Preller, that means they're going to trade for Shohei Otani. That to me is a little wishful. I think it becomes more realistic in the off season. And even at that, even if they're one of, you know, 10 teams that are making a legitimate run at Shohei Otani, that's still a one in 10 scenario, potentially shoot. We've seen the Padres, have the highest bid on multiple players within the last year, Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, and not land that player. So we know there is no guarantee, even with extreme interest, even with deep pockets, there is no guarantee. Obviously, um, that the Padres, you know, are going to get involved or um, going to be the suitor, you know, or they'll lock up again with Shohei Otani. It's nice to think about, right? It is. I mean, it's not. It is nice to think about, um, but I'm not losing sleep over it like I was last year with Soto. I thought there was real legitimate interest, and I thought the Padres had the pieces, and we heard that the Nationals were going to move Soto, and we knew that the Padres would be one of two or three prime suitors or candidates to land his services. I, I don't feel that same way right now with Shohei Otani. Maybe it changes over the course of the next couple of weeks. Maybe they go you know 10-3 and three in the next 13 games. Maybe the Angels go 3-10. and 10. Maybe the Padres' system all of a sudden looks better. Maybe H.A. Preller and Peter Sutherland are are more willing to move these pieces than I think they are. So anything, obviously, is possible. It's sport. Um, You never say never. I just find it to be um, unlikely the way I see it right now. I find it to be unlikely. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Uh, Let me get to J.D. Gaucho with the Super. Thank you so much, J.D. Gaucho, for the Super Chat. Guys, if you are here, I do appreciate the Super Chats. Appreciate your support of the channel on this Friday night. If you're here on replay, you can Hit the super thanks button as well if you want to support the channel. Um, Let's see. J.D. Gatchos says Dodgers looking at Giolito are the Padres. We talked about Giolito. Was it Sunday or Tuesday? The thing with Giolito is like the cost, right? So I think they're looking for starting pitching. And I don't mean cost in terms of what he earns because he's a free agent at the end of the season. He's only making $10 million, which is not a big number for a starter. And he'd only be owed, you know, whatever, one third of 10 million, so three and a half million. By the way, he turned 29 today. Um, and he's a uh, Southern California native born in Santa Monica. Um, let's see. The, the reason I say that it would be tough, he's, he's had a real, I mean, th- this is going to come at a premium, in my opinion. When you trade for a player that's a three-war player, that's at a 3.4 ERA, that's just 29 years of age in his prime, like I think you're getting a lot back there for a player of his caliber, one, one whip, right? 94 hits, and 112 innings, like a really solid year, a really solid year, more strikeouts than innings, 200 strikeout guy a couple of years ago. Um, he's put up nice numbers. Didn't pitch great last year, but he's had good seasons. So yes, it's a rental. So maybe that makes it a little more digestible. Um, but again, what are you willing to give up for a rental? And what do you have to offer for that rental? I think is the question you need to ask yourself. If Giolito had another year, and you're getting them for a year and a half, okay. Um, I think you think about it a little more, uh, you know, heavily. But I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see how willing the Padres are to really acquire at the trade deadline. I think they'll hedge a little bit, or I think there'll be more, um, you know, bench buys or depth buys than front end. Um, you know, buyers. That's the way I see it. I think they could add to their bench. I think they could add in the bullpen. I think they could add to the back of the rotation, but in terms of adding to the front of their bullpen, the front of the rotation, a big time bat that to me, um, as I see it right now is more unlikely than likely. And again, things could change based on the way this team plays over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Guys, if you are here, do want to remind you about our partner here on The Wrap-Up Show. If you're playing Daily Fantasy, you need to do it with underdog fantasy. In fact, today is the final day to sign up for 7th inning stretch. You can draft your Major League Baseball team. It is just $7 to enter. All you do is draft. They take care of the rest. They set your lineup. There are no waivers. There are no trades. It is just $7 to enter, and you can do it right now. At underdogfantasy.com or on the underdog fantasy app. If you use promo code PodsRap, that is P A D S W R A P, you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code PodsRap, P A D S W R A P, you will get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Here it is, underdogfantasy.com. Drafts in baseball going on right now for tomorrow's game, starting at just $3 per draft. Okay. You can draft for single day daily fantasy in baseball, golf, next season, NFL, or you can do pick 'ems for tomorrow. How about this? They are doing a special right now. You can see it on the screen where you can include in your pick 'em basically a free win because they have Patrick Mahomes with a higher or lower than a half passing yard against Detroit on September 7th. I like his chances to throw for at least one yard in that game. They're giving you, they are giving you a pick essentially, if you go to underdogfantasy.com right now and use promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-E-P, they're giving it to you for free, and you get the 100% deposit match up to $100 by using promo code P-A-D-S-W-R-E-P. So I'm going to take that, I'm going to take it to the bank, and then I'm going to pair that with a Padres play for tomorrow, and we're going to win. It's as simple as that. I mean, this is really not rocket science when it comes to um winning so let's see Padres tomorrow do I see did I skip over it because they got the early game let's see is the Padres game listed up here trying to find a Padre for tomorrow but super simple super easy I'm gonna find a Padre if it's like I don't have the game up for whatever reason I don't think um let's see if I'm not gonna pull up the Padre game what am I gonna do I mean, it's just so simple. It's so simple and easy to win, and there's just so many options. But let's see. I'm going to go with... What should I do? Well, let's just... How about this? I mean, you can do everything. I mean, you can do NFL. You can do Major League Baseball. I'll just go Devers. I'm going to go lower than eight and a half fantasy points. And how about this? $25 wager pays 75 bucks. They give you one of them. They're giving you Mahomes. And if you pair it with Devers, 25 pays 75. And let's see. It is a $20 wager. Boom. 20 pays 60. Mahomes, higher than a half passing yard. I like that. Devers lower than eight and a half fancy points Underdogfancy.com use promo code PADSWRAP and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Um, other than that, guys, that's basically the story on a Friday night. Padres start the second, the second half on the right foot. They win in Philadelphia critical Saturday. Blake Snell, who's been as good as anyone in baseball, will throw. Tomorrow in game one, 105 Eastern, 1005 AM Pacific, is ERA down to 2.85. And then Ryan Weather's in game two. And even a split tomorrow puts you in really good shape. You would at worst split a four-gamer and you'd have a chance to win that series on Sunday behind Seth Lugo. So, you know, you split, you feel decent. If you sweep it tomorrow, then you know you're as you know, you're in a great spot, to be honest with you, considering where you were to pull it within a game of 500 tomorrow. But there's a lot of swings with doubleheaders. There's just so many swings. You win two, you're a game under. You lose two, you're five under. You split, you know, it's kissing your sister, but I think you take it because you're on the road and you're two and one on the first three games of the series and the road trip, and you're pitching Ryan Weathers. But – you know, there's big swings in doubleheaders. There really are, you know, I would guess, and I don't know the data, but you know, I think 60% of the time, maybe more, you get the split, but in those other 30%, those other 40%, when someone sweeps, that's a big momentum builder. It really is. And you know, if the Padres do it, then at that point they would be, what would they be eight and one in their last nine games. But if they get swept, right, they're back to five games under 500. So a ton is on the line. Just a ton is on the line beginning tomorrow morning at 10.05 and then tomorrow afternoon. Split doubleheader in Philadelphia at 4.05. 30th anniversary, by the way. I'm sure a number of you Padres fans remember 30 years ago, Philadelphia, Veterans Stadium, the longest day in baseball history. I think a doubleheader that started at like 4.30 in the afternoon and ended at 4 in the morning or after 4 in the morning when Mitch Williams had a walk-off base hit in the 10th inning. They might have shot fireworks off that night. Um, after like a 12 or 13 inning doubleheader, there was all this rain. They wanted to get the games in. The Phillies were good. Padres obviously weren't going back to Philadelphia. So they waited and they waited and they waited and they played. And they let people off the streets of Philadelphia into the ballpark for free, like after midnight. It's like one of these crazy, 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 one of the, you know, baseball is so crazy of a sport with just 62 games. I'm sure some of you remember that. I'm sure some of you remember that. 30 years ago, Phillies and Padres playing for for over – 12 hours um all right as a reminder please subscribe year-round content for padres fans smash the like button for us follow me on twitter at john schaefer and thank you seriously for the super chats and the super thanks if you're here on replay we really do appreciate those super thanks those mean a lot thank you for your memberships you can click the join button down below thank you for your support of our partners whether it's mark nimitz at farmers insurance If you have insurance needs, he can save you money, and he's a great insurance agent. He's our title sponsor. Click the link in the description down below. Aura, O-R-A dot organic. You can click the link in the description down below. If you're looking to get healthier, all of their products are plant-based, including their probiotic, which I love. I've been taking every day for over a year. And then Underdog Fantasy. I just told you about them. UnderdogFantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code PODZWRAP. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. And again, they're giving you a free pick right now if you sign up at underdogfantasy.com. Before we get out of here, Brian, this is very generous. Thank you for your super. He says, I want to feel confident in this team, but I just can't do it. We all feel that way, Brian. And we all need to get over the hurdle of tomorrow because tomorrow is a swing day. And like I just said, win two, wow. You know, it's like, I mean, they can do this. That's what you're saying to yourself. They, they can do this. They're a 500 team right now. They've dug out of this hole. There's a lot of baseball in front of them. Get swept right back where you were. Right? That's what it's going to feel like. Get swept right back where you were. So the onus is on the Padres to at least split. And if they do better than that, there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement based on where this team has been and, you know, where they would be. But again, we got to see it. We got to see this play out and there's going to be ebbs and flows here in the second half. They're not going to play perfect baseball. Everyone knows that. Um, but can they play, you know, to their capabilities? That's all we're asking, right? This team is capable of going 44 and 28 in the second half, getting to 87, 88 wins and getting to the postseason. season. Um, but they need to do it. And tonight's a good start. Um, tonight's a very good start getting off on the, uh, off on the right foot. Um. All right, guys, appreciate it. We will be back Sunday night, probably around 9.30 Pacific or so, breaking down Padres-Phillies this uh, weekend series and looking ahead to Tuesday in Toronto. All right, for Jim, who joined us for like 30 seconds and like ruined my computer and ruined uh, basically my day here today. Uh, my name is John. You've been watching The Wrap-Up Show. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you Sunday night.